0: Well, welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Yes, yeah, the uncanniness that we're still here in the same clothes. From <laughs> That's right. Our last show. <laughs> well, you know what we have found <laughs> over the last few weeks? You're busy. Right. You know, Christy's always got a lot with her job, and you've got a, a couple kids oh. to to see after, and to, uh, to look after, and then you know also you've got other obligations. Right. So we're and, doing
1: bundling now. Yeah, we're bundling. This is what things, everyone's yeah. doing bundling. Well, services. in the last
0: show we talked about like all the stuff Angela's got going on too. Yeah. So I kind of like the Saturday morning thing because right. it just um, we we get them knocked out and uh, and and then you've got your Monday nights back and I do too and and can be more present on those nights. So and it's kind of fun. Like we we had the first one, so we're prepared, and this one's just going to be kind of fly by night. So, yeah, so. it's fun.
1: So, what do you call it? Disclaimer? Yeah, yeah that's right. right. So forgive
0: us for any transgressions right. and things we say wrong and yep. <laughs> anything heretical. It wasn't on purpose. But no, I'm glad to be back here um, a few minutes after the last time we were here. And that's right.
1: It's quick.
0: <laughs> and, uh, and and talking again about what we're going to talk about today, man. It's just, uh, you know, first of all, before we start, I want to say thank you to everybody. You know, um, I always want people to know that. I know you do too, Victor. It, it's It's still... When you stop and think and, you know, and you see the logo and know we're doing this, sometimes I don't know about you, but I sort of pinch myself and go like, man, oh, this is crazy. We get to do this and that people actually listen. That's probably the more crazy thing to right. like- do, but no, just thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing it. Um, it's crazy. I was on Facebook the other day and there's some, I mean, just organizations I've never even been around that are sharing our stuff out. And that means that people are finding uh solace in it. They're finding help in it and finding hope. Hopefully, hopefully, And so thank you for those things. Um, Also want to say thank you to those who donate and support us. Uh, It's really helping. Uh, We've had some new donors come in over the last week or so, um, you know, and it's been great. Those those continual monthly partners are are what keeps this thing going and allows us to build the things we need to build to continue to grow and to continue to look towards the future. Uh, Because we don't want to stay where we are. We always want to grow and move forward because that means that we're reaching more people for our Lord. And that is the whole point. That we do this is not for anything else other than to do the Lord's work and the Lord's will. So thank you for that. Uh, I want to remind everybody about the pilgrimage that's coming up in May of 2023. I'm so stoked about this. They called me the other day and they're like, we need your passport. And it just kind of made it a reality to me because this will be my first pilgrimage to go on and lead. So it it was really neat. To get that call because I was like, man, we're really going to Israel. Like, We're going to Jerusalem. I'm, I'm going to walk
1: where it's the Lord happening. walked. and yeah, yeah,
0: and Angela's going to get to go, and we're going to get to renew our wedding vows at Cana. And we're going to get to go to all these sites and have masses, and then selfishly I'm going to be one of my good buddies in the, with one of my good buddies in the world, and, and Father Larry, you know, and just excited to get that time with him. And so we've already got uh, quite a few people signed up, but there's plenty of room for more. Uh, this is a top-notch tour. It's not a pilgrimage. It's not just... You go and, and man, is the food going to be okay? We're going to stay somewhere nice. This is with a company that's been doing this a long time, Select International Travel. Um, their people are top notch. They have some of the best guides that are over there. Father Larry actually hand selected the one because he's been so many times that he says is, is fantastic. So it's not like you're going to hope that I know what I'm talking about the whole time. Um, you're going to actually have somebody whose job it is to to lead uh, pilgrimages over there. So I'll be giving talks. Father Larry's going to be giving mass. Um, we have a great relationship. We pick at each other. We cut up. It's going to be a really good time. But the most important thing is you're going to get to walk in the footsteps of our Lord. Like, you know, if you've ever felt like, is this stuff real? Am I reading a storybook? You're going to actually get to go to the places, right? You you can re- read Lord of the Rings and all those things. And, and, you know, there's not really a shire or all these different places to go to somewhere. I'm, somebody might have built a shire. I don't know. But big fans somewhere. Zealand, knows, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, who yeah. knows? Yeah. But like you're really going to go where these things happen. You're going to see where Christ what lived and walked and stood and was crucified and where he carried his cross and all of those things. And it's going to be such an amazing trip. So I invite you to come with us. It, look, COVID is over, the, vac- the at least for the most part. It's not over. It's still out there, but it's not as big of an issue as it has been. Vaccination mandates are over. So just if you've got the means, if you want to go, Come with us. We're going to have a great time. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. So if you were interested in that, you can go to uh, the events and book me page at just a guy on You'll see pilgrimages there. You click it. It'll take you to select travels page. You can figure out everything there, the flights, the costs, the, you know, what kind of room you want. You know, if you have any food allergies, things like that, like you can put all that in there and they're going to cater to all of that. So again, go to just a guy on the pew.com events and book, John, and then over to the pilgrimage part please come with us. We're going to have a great time and we want you to have a great time with us. So thank you. Also, we are booking missions for 2023 uh, and men's group implementations. Uh, So we have a few in the beginning of of 23, a couple in the middle and a couple towards the end. Um, So we do have openings. If you want a men's group in your parish, call us now before we start booking up because we're sending out email blasts, we're marketing, we're doing all this stuff, we're in contact with parishes. It's going to fill up quick. So if you want missions along with that men's group of vibrant life-changing men's, vibrant, life-changing men's group in your parish, tongue twister, then go ahead and call us. So let's get it scheduled for 2023 so we can make that change in your parish and your parish will benefit greatly, not just the men, but the women and the children and everyone involved. And you can do that by going to com and go to the book me and, and sign up there for a call with me. All right, Victor. So, excited about this one because we're not really well prepared and those are usually the ones that turn out the best
1: (laughs) at least we think so yeah that's right
0: at least it's fun Um, and you probably enjoy it because you get to talk more right (laughs) sometimes yeah (laughs) I don't have all the notes in front of me that come to my mind over the last day or so when we're looking at something Mm -hmm. but no this is another topic that somebody has brought up to me a couple times different people and honestly dude it's something I struggle with all the time too and that's examining my life you know I think a lot of us are really good at saying, man, I really screwed up. Let me go to confession. Mm -hmm. And we go in for like, okay, I'm going to go in there and confess, you know, impurity of self or, you know, cussing or or whatever it is you did, right? Right. A million things it could be, pride, whatever. But we don't really examine our lives, at least a lot. I I know I don't all the time. I'm just like, ooh, I did that. That made me feel gross. I want to go to confession. And we miss the opportunity to really go in there and, and, and talk about a lot of things that we're doing wrong in our life. Um, You know, as a Christian, we are, or excuse me, as a Catholic, we're invited by the saints and by church teaching and by the catechism, by St. Paul, by everybody to to really examine your conscience. In fact, St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11, um, let's see, let me see, let me see, where was it? 11, oh man, I lost this. Where is it? It's 11... First Corinthians eleven. I already said that a couple times. Sorry, this is embarrassing.
1: No, it's fine. Um, keep going. This is awesome.
0: Yeah, keep going while you're. You, you say something while I'm so this. So, anyways, <laughs> so here um, it is. I found it. Okay. Sorry, stole that opportunity. My there you bad. Go. <laughs> so it's First Corinthians eleven, and he says uh, verse twenty-eight, and he says a person should examine himself. And so eat the bread and drink the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. So here in the words of Saint Paul, one of the greatest evangelists ever and one of the greatest apostles ever, is saying every man should examine himself. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean like check for ticks, right? Like right. it's <laughs> maybe spiritual ticks, yeah. But like it's saying like I need to sit down and really take an evaluation of my life. And many of us don't do that, including myself, on a regular basis.
1: Well, well it's, the, it's a list of, of behaviors, mostly, and thoughts included. You know, like how do I perceive myself? Or how do I, 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 per, I think others perceive me. And sometimes our perception of who we are is way off because we can be kind of impatient, we can be rude, we can be condescending unknowingly because it's like there's something else driving our emotions. Sure. And so when you do a daily uh, examination of kind of, of what, what happened the day before, then maybe you can realize that maybe I was impatient with my my child, my daughter, my son. Um, I probably cut my wife off in too many conversations because I was wanting to get the the, the end result of the conversation, right? Sure. I mean sometimes we're impatient even during those moments because we're like realizing that we still have work to do, like emails and stuff, send out their deadlines. So sure. therefore we limit the conversation we have with people in our, our household. Because we're consumed with that I still have to do this as a priority yeah. when they are the priority. Sure. Yeah.
0: And when you're not examining like that, when you're not stopping and looking over your life, like you simply tell, well, I was stressed. Like, yeah. I mean, they knew I was stressed. They knew I was busy. They came over and interrupted me. You know, the way I reacted or talked to them was, was deserved. Or like, I'm sorry, but I was doing stuff. And I explained that. And mm-hmm. they still continue to pester, whatever. whether it's a kid or even your wife, you know, coming and asking you about things sometimes. And when you don't examine, like, You really give yourself a pass on a lot of things. Like you don't stop and go. No, like I was a jerk, Mm -hmm. and I I don't care how busy I was. Like if these people are the most important people in my life, then you know a bus could be coming directly at me, and I would stop and look at them. Right? Like that's that's the most important thing. Now we're all imperfect, right? But the point of this is that examination examination of conscience gives you that opportunity to go deeper than your surface level like reaction to yourself, because a lot of times. You don't want to deal with something, right? I'm busy. I I don't want to deal with something else. Like, I know I was just rude, but then if I stop and I really think about that, then I'm going to start getting these feelings of, man, I'm a jerk. I'm worried. I don't want to feel that, so I just push it out. And when you push it out, you wind up ignoring it because 18 other things happen. And then, you know, you're sitting there getting in bed with your wife and going, hey, what's the matter with you? Do you want to cuddle? Do you want to watch a movie? Do you want to whatever? And she's like, no, I don't want to be anywhere around you. And, and I'm speaking from experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you don't remember four hours ago? No, like whatever. Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? You were a jerk to me. Oh, I was just busy, you know, and the, and you build that like, oh, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't. No, it was like mm-hmm. we're responsible for all the ways we behave. You know, if we let our emotions get the better of us, that's our responsibility, right? We should have been able to to rein those thin, things in or do a better job. So this examination of consciousness, what it does is it brings the darkness into the light, right? It, it shines a light on I mean, And that's that's why I believe like so many of us forget because it's almost like, you know, Satan has magic dust that he just sprinkles to make you forget about the things that are going to make you be better in your spiritual life, mm-hmm. right? It's it's like he's just he's constantly keeping you distracted is really what it is by other things. To where when you do think about an examination of conscience, it's already late, you're exhausted, you want to go to bed and so you just don't do it. Right. But uh, I think the goal of our life is to constantly all day long be examining our life. Of course we have the examine and that's how we're going to finish the show today. Instead of just praying a regular prayer like we do, I want to read off that examination and and leave people with, uh, with an opportunity to really ponder the questions and and look one up for themselves and maybe make it a a habit in their life, including myself. At something I'm going to put a note by my bed. that just says, have you done your examine or something like that, or just examine. So I'll remember it because I need to do it. If I don't, then man, you're like, you're letting a, the road of your life be filled with potholes, Mm -hmm. right? Stuff you're going to hit and it's going to break stuff and all of that the rest of your life. And, you know, I was thinking, I got got a new phone yesterday. Um, It's time for an upgrade or whatever. And so I'm back to paying AT&T like, you know, a million dollars for the rest of my life for a phone. But the thing I, you know, when it came up, it starts setting up everything and it it does that screen time thing. You know, I've got an Apple phone. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but... It reminded me of an examine because like every Sunday I'll be sitting there like, you know, picking it up to answer an email and all of a sudden that thing comes up and says, You spent nine hours and thirty-seven minutes average on, on screen last week and on your screen. You're like, What? I did like that's that's like all day. Like I was average. Like that's that's an eight hour work day. Like I was over that. That's how I spent my life. And you look at it like, oh man, like how? And so you start looking into it, right? Well, you spent you know, four hours a day on Facebook. You spent three hours a day in email. You spent two hours in text. You spent blah, 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 blah. So screen time is almost like in an Apple phone for all the people that, you know, in today's technology, it's sort of like an examination of conscience. Like that reminder comes up, hey, you, you, here's this, draws your attention mm-hmm. to it. You look at it and go, man, that's a lot of time I wasted on my phone. How did I do it? So you start going through things. And going, man, well, I got to cut that out. I don't need to spend four hours on Facebook. I don't need to, why, you know, I don't need this. I don't need that. That's what an examination of consciousness should be for our spiritual life is that reminder that comes up in the night, ding, you uh-huh. did, the, like, you need to examine your life. Well, did you have a good day or did you have a bad day? Like, that's basically one of the first questions of an examine is what kind of day did you have? Well, if I had a good day, did you? Like, uh-huh. look back at it. You might have felt like you had a good day, but did did, did other people have a good day? because of you right right like not just about you then the other piece is if you had a bad day what went wrong right is is my wife angry at me or my kids unhappy is my did I do a good job at my job like there's all kind of stuff in there but it really is like the screen time of our life is to simply sit back and say there's areas I'm lying to myself I didn't have a good day right maybe I I got a promotion or, or some money came or something like that but overall the the sum of the day there were parts where I was not the person I want to be, and those are things I need to look at um you know collect, examine and mm-hmm. then and then
1: fix and remedy well, the great thing about time you're reading letters of Paul it's his i guess his recollection of of what he's come to know, yeah, so he's passing on knowledge, and so anything he says isn't a small trifle of information; it is a huge chunk of listen to me. I've ex- I've experienced the worst of things. This is what helps me get through the day, or this is what you know makes you better. Sure. You know, at being a person. And I think when we read the letters, especially for from written by Paul's hand, is it, it's a letter to us as well. Yeah. And, insert ourselves, and in, in when we read that, saying, you know, how am I like Timothy or how am I like Saul? I mean uh, not Saul, but uh, Silas. Yeah. How how do I compare my life to to them in a the sense of you know, growing and and leading others in, in in their faith, but also being a pillar of support when people need that. Sure. Uh, or am I self consumed with with my own things and don't and don't want to share time with other people? Yeah. Well, and even yeah.
0: like to the letters to the church, I mean, he's always chastising them or telling them, you know, encouraging them to do something different. And and that's the thing, like you know, he he says in the fir- in the verse before that one. This is 27, 1 Corinthians uh, 11, 27. He says, Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord unworthily mm-hmm. will have to answer for the body and blood of the Lord. And then he goes on to say a person should examine himself, right? right? So, I mean, we don't even think about that. Like, how many times do we go to confession and we're like, Well, I haven't, you know, I haven't you know, been impure with myself or I haven't murdered anybody or I haven't, so I'm good. But what about the other small things? Like, have you lied? Have you. Have you been unkind to someone? Have you gossiped? Have you judged? Have you... Mm -hmm. I mean, none of us are are perfect. Nobody's getting through a day without sinning, right? But there's a lot of us, including myself, that are daily communicants that still walk right up there and take the body and blood of our Lord without really examining our life. And, I mean, that's why I love to go to confession right before Mass, because I hope I don't mess it up in the (laughs) the 20 minutes that we take. Right, and that's
1: the, the benefit of the Catholic faith is that you have that ability to go there before then. But sometimes... You know, if we're running late, and there's things I know probably that I've I've done wrong. Obviously, I am on my knees when there's being blessed and everything, saying, "Lord, forgive me if I've done anything to harm you. I am sorry." Yeah. And um, I, I know that I if that if I please don't, if I receive you today in a in a state of sin, I am sorry, but I need you. you yeah. Know? I need you, and and then you know I usually a confession and say, hey. You know, this is the things on my heart that I found out as I was, you know, waiting to receive. Um, and then I'll also tell the priest that I received communion before going to confession. And they, they you know, then they'll say, yeah. "Well, well, as long as you had a, a heart, you know, striving to do better, then that's okay." Sure. But thank you for bringing that up. Sure.
0: So, well, and yeah. that's what I mean. The examine is the is the is the highway that leads right. us to the confessional, right? Like that's, I've heard a lot of people, and I've said this before, very very stupidly, honestly. You're like, well, I don't know. I need to go to convention. I haven't really do anything bad. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, no. really, like, let it's me right. move over before that giant bolt of right. lightning strikes where you're standing. Because, I mean, we do. We mess up all the time. And some of it's so regular to us that we don't even realize we're messing up. Just like if you speak to your wife in a way that is, un, it, it is you know, not disrespectful. Uh, yeah, disrespectful. Yeah, right. And sometimes I struggle with that from my past. You know, I mean, Angela's probably over there like, sometimes. But, you know, it's. It's something that if we get used to it, then we don't really see it as a sin. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need to examine ourselves constantly to, to constantly know that that's not right. That's something there. And I mean, I know people that keep a list, like they, they have a little notepad or something and they, you know, when they do their exam, they go, okay, this is what I did today wrong. And then they'll go to confession and just say this, 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 and this, you know, when I've gone to father Larry Richards before out places, like at conferences where there's a lot of people. You know, a lot of times he'll say, look, I, I can't do, you know, the, just where you tell me everything, we're going to go through, you know, a list. And he's like, have you said, have you, you know, committed adultery? Have you lied? Have you stolen? Have you, and you're saying yes, no, 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 Yes. And then he gives you absolution at the end. And he's really kind of running you through an examine as mm-hmm. you're doing it. But it, the examine should be the build, the build up to a confession, right? So that we really are aware of our lives. And, and here's the other thing, you know, you know, I love the John Ball, uh, the Second Healing Center, Dr. Bob, Bart, Sister Miriam, I mean, all of them, Diana, Alyssa, Kim Glass, all of them down there, are just freaking amazing people. Some of my favorite people in the church to be around. They're so joyful. And that's what healing does for you. Mm-hmm. And that's the other part of an of a, of a an exam that, that's a benefit of it is when you, if you start examining your life in the times that you screw up or the times that you're having bad days or the times that you've been uh you know wrong with someone else if they keep coming up showing a pattern then you can start backtracking okay like why is it every time why am I always yelling at my wife or why am I always does this happen right what do I feel like when that happens? Where does it take me? What what does it trigger? Right? And that's where you start really doing the 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 deep spiritual work in your life. Because like Dr. Bob's examples, you have the tree above the ground, you have the root system below and the branches and, and this things like that are the manifesta- manifestations mm-hmm. of whatever's going on below the soil. So like if I'm angry, if I'm lustful, if I'm prideful, like, and those are the things we're going to confess, right? Those are the things you're taking with you, the fruit in order to confess. It's not just about grabbing that fruit. It's about, okay, why does this tree keep growing, right? Like why is this tree manifesting itself in in negative things instead of positive things? So it's getting to the bottom of that and saying, okay, well, if I'm if I'm angry all the time, why is that? And the hope of that is as you start to to dive deeper and you invite our Lord into it, you invite the Holy Spirit into it, to journey with you, that that it's like walking with a flashlight in front of you, and then finally the light hits a hits a roadblock or hits something that's that's like, oh, there it is. You mm-hmm. know, I lost something in the dark, now I'm shining the light, oh here it is. And then you can start saying, Wow, like, okay, yeah, this seems to be related and why and what did I feel here? And that's where healing comes in, right? I mean, so many I've talked about it on here before, you know, that I have a wound of inadequacy and a lot of it has to do with a father wound. And I could trace a lot of things in my life back to in relationships, things like that I've ruined that that came because I was certain I was looking for things I didn't receive from my father. You know, and if someone threatened those things and I was angry at them, you know, and so this is the benefit of an examination is when we're looking at this stuff in our life, we can actually backtrack and start to trace What is my root pain? You know, what is the the desire that's not being met in my heart? You know, all of us, all these wounds usually come from like a holy desire that has been met or that holy desire is is now turned into a disordered desire. I mean, we've said this before, like pornography, that's, I want to be loved, but that's being lived out in a very disordered manner, right? I'm going to go find it someplace where that's not really love. It's not where I'm looking for. It's not, it's nothing like what I truly want, right? In fact, it's the opposite. So how do, we, how do we fill that wound of that desire to be loved? And, and that's what the examination leads us to, is understanding the why behind what we do why we do things. You know, if we don't ever get to the why, then we're always going to be saying, like, we're going to be always be giving the priest the what. But we need to get to the why so that we can understand what the problem is and how to deal with it in our lives and how to invite the Lord into it so he can
1: heal it. And it but that comes from spending time looking right. at your life. And you're talking about corrective behavior, that's kind of what we're getting to. And um, when we work with kids at my facility, a lot of them come in because there's there's a lot of things going on in their life and it's so chaotic. So they do this trauma narrative where each of them have like a diary and they write down their thoughts, their feelings, their emotions on a day-to-day basis when they leave group and so forth. So then they do a, a daily examination to where they looked at, look at what behaviors, things that I can change and be responsible for. What behaviors have I been uh, transcribed from my family, in the way I the way I think about myself, and so the kids start like splitting that apart. Is like this is who I believe I am. This is how other people believe I am yeah. to be. I can't change their mind now, but I want to change my own perception of myself. Sure. And I think that's what that is all about. Is like we examine ourselves not in sense of who we think we are right now, but who we want to become.
0: Yeah, and that's why like. A lot of times when I give talks, you know, I'll, I'll say, you know, if you think being a Christian's easy, then you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. And people look at me like, well, who the hell do you think you are? But it's the truth. Like, I'm speaking to myself as well. If you, there's a reason why it's called putting in the work, like why there's work to being, to growing our relationship with God is because it's not simply going like, I love you, Jesus, and that's enough. He's called us to better ourselves all the time, to constantly be struggling and following Him, and picking up our cross and dealing with hard yeah. things and difficulties. That's why Paul talks about perseverance. That's why he says, "Train is to win," right? And run the race and all of those things. It's not just to sit—you know—you're sitting on your, the seat of your pants all day long, you know, doing nothing. You have to put in work. Just like if you want to be fit and in shape, you got to go to the gym, right? You got to eat right. You got to do all those things. Our soul and our spirit needs that same sort of training, and, and more importantly, so. 'Cause your body you're gonna leave behind here, right? I mean you'll have a you'll have a spiritual body when you get into heaven, right? A new body. But the body you have here is gonna fade away and die, you know, unless you're a saint and you're uncorruptible or something, mm-hmm. you know, when you die. But but yeah, we, we don't spend the same time training our, our spiritual and our, our spirit, our hearts, our minds, the way that we do everything else in our life. I wanna be good at a job, I train at it. You know, guys like like LeBron James and Tom Brady and Michael Jordan and all these others greats and what they did was because they spent hours and hours on end doing things other people weren't willing to do. That's the difference between the saints. That's the difference between people that are spiritually advanced and people who aren't. Is they look at the faith, as like, no, this is the most important thing in my life. I take this very seriously, and I spend as much of my time training my my soul and my heart as I do anything else or more than anything else in my life. Because if you don't, then you're going to wind up going, well, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel so distant from God? Why do I... You know, why is my faith just something I do on a Sunday and nothing else? Is because you're not putting in that work to constantly grow. I mean there they're stages of the spiritual life. You mm-hmm. look at you Saint John of the Cross and, and and um Saint Teresa of Avila and all these other um these other saints, Saint Bernard, you know, Bernard and all these, they talk about the three stages of spiritual life, you know, the the purgative uh, the of living the luminov, right? And that's, it's a journey. You're supposed to start off in that purgative way and then work your way through the other ones, hopefully to be a saint. And, and that's what we're supposed to do. And I know we're everyday guys sitting here and you're talking about, well, the three steps of spiritual life and all that. Yes, you're an everyday guy, but you can't let that be an excuse, right? You can't let that be an excuse. Victor and I are everyday guys, but we still have to put in the work to do what God's called us to do right, to be the men that we want to be for our wives and kids. Because if you're not moving forward, you're going backwards. There is no sitting still. Mm-hmm. We we fool ourselves with that and say, well, you know, I'm good where I am. No, you're not. Because
1: you're literally backsliding. You're just doing it at such a slow pace you don't realize you're moving. You know, one of my favorite quotes from Will Rogers is, like, you can be on the right track, but if you don't move, you're going to get hit by a train. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. That's
0: right. Yeah. There's one. I'll, I'll, I'll back that up with a Mr. Miyagi quote, yeah. right, from Karate going. when uh, When Daniel says uh, – I guess, or he said something like, um, we'll see, or I don't know, or something like that. One of those words when he asked him something, no. he said, I'll give it a try. And he says, no, 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 no. He says, you know, here's road, walk left side, safe, walk right, right side, safe, walk middle, squish like grape, Yeah, right. right? And that's where so many of us try to sit in our spiritual life is just, I'm going to sit here in the middle and, and just kind of rock with the boat, you know, sometimes a little bit over here, sometimes a little bit over there. Mm-hmm. But no, the Lord's saying like, no, you better get to walking. You better get to rowing. You better get to picking a side, right? I mean, that's what he says over and over again yeah. in the scriptures that a lot of times we skip over those parts. Hot or
1: cold, I don't want lukewarm. Yeah, 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 so yeah. it's going spit you out of my right. mouth. Mm-hmm.
0: And so that's what we have to decide in our life, that we're going to do the things that, that get us on the right side of the road. And that is like paramount. One of the best things we can do is, is examine it our conscience every single day and take time, not rush through it and go, did you do this? No, yes, no, yes, no. But – literally sit down and answer the questions with your heart mm-hmm. and, and don't run from the hard ones. Like the answers you don't like, well, no, I really, I, I haven't done that well. And then spend time with it. And if you say, well, I don't want to do it at night because I want to go to bed. Well then do it earlier in the evening, make it a priority. Turn off Netflix, right? Don't watch all the ball game, pause it, come back to it, whatever, but make it the priority of your life. Because again, we're not looking at our lives. We're literally living in danger, and I think that's why a lot of Christians, man, Catholics and Christians alike are going to wind up in a place that they don't expect to wind up when they die, you know, uh, and that's a, a, a good fear in the Lord that motivates me to try to continue to grow in my faith is that I know I'm not perfect. I know if I'm sitting still, that I'm basically becoming an, an easy target for the devil. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to wind up somewhere I don't want to be. And and that's certainly not the case. I want to be with our Lord forever. I love him, and I want to be with him, worshiping him forever. So if that's the case for you, then we need to examine our lives each and every day. So, Victor, I'm going to pull up an app here. And if you don't know what an examination of conscience is, if you're the whole time, you're like, that's great, I'll do it. What is it? It's a gift the church gives you, and there's many different forms of it. Many different people have, have proposed different ways to do it, different orders of spirituality and all those things. But you can basically Google Catholic Examination of Conscience, and you'll find one on EWT, EWTN or whatever else is available out there. I'm using one from Regnum Christi. Um, a group of friends I have are part of that, and a priest really uh, told me to pick up the app and start using it in my life uh, to discern if I want to be a bigger part of that. So been doing that lately. So instead of praying right now, we are going to start with, you know, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. We're going to go through and examine. And I want you to listen to this, folks. And just really, even if you're driving right now or you're working out or whatever you're doing, just start to listen to these questions and then go look these up and print this out in your life and start doing it. So here's how it starts. Does the awareness that I'm a child of God bear the seal of this reality on my soul and bear the seal of this reality on my soul permeate my day? Do I behave like his good, faithful son or daughter? Is there anything in particular that satisfies or displeases God, my father? Have I tried to do God's will in my various activities today? Have I performed them with, with this intention? Have I tried hard, sincerely, and fervently to use my means for spiritual growth well? Have I fulfilled the duties of my state and life as a son or daughter, student, parent, spouse, etc., honestly and responsibly in a spirit of service? Have I sought God's glory and the good of others more than my own personal interest? Have I lived out Christian charity in thoughts, words, attitudes, and actions? In other words, have I done good to others by helping to make them happy, especially those closest to me, being patient, not talking badly of them, or holding grudges, forgiving and helping me out as much as I could whenever I had the opportunity? How well have I carried out my mission as an apostle? Did I take the necessary steps and seize the opportunities to win souls for Christ? Do I have clear apostolic goals, and have I strove to meet them, Was I generous in giving my time and resources to further Christ's interest? What omissions was I guilty of today? Victor, again, a few weeks ago or a few months ago, we did a show on omissions, the sin of omission. What am I not being honest with myself is basically what it's saying. Was I guilty of that today? Have I taken care to form a sensitive conscience? Do I know what my root sin is? That's an important thing. Like, what is the sin I keep going back to? What is the root of all this that that, that makes the tree bloom, as we talked about earlier? Is it a lack of devotion? Am I spending enough time to God, with God? Is it pride, self-love, vanity, laziness, fault-finding, envy, gluttony, lack of charity, frivolity, superficiality, sensuality, ne- neglectfulness, irresponsibility in my work, individualism, indifference to the common good? What have I done today to improve those things? What was the most positive thing in my day? What was the most negative thing in my day? And then to conclude the evaluation, take a few moments for a trusting, heartfelt conversation with the Lord. Thank Him for what you've achieved. Beg His forgiveness for the failings you detect and ask His help to be better tomorrow. Then pray the prayers that follow. The point of praying the Creed is to profess the Catholic faith. So one of the things they suggest is the Creed, but they also have the Our Father, Hail Mary, all of those things. The point is, folks... Look over your life. Ask yourself these questions each and every day. If you don't like that version, find one that's more everyday language or whatever you like. But the point is, examine your life. If you don't, you're going to find yourself in habitual sin. You're going to find yourself in a place you don't want to be. And you're going to find yourself being the person you don't want to be. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew.